Welcome to the We Binged a Podcast. My name is MJ. Okay. And we're doing another episode today on this very, very lovely Wednesday. I hope everybody is had a really great week. I had the most eventful week of my fucking life. Background noise. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm trying to... Do you hear bumps or do you hear... Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Like, it's like static, you know? Oh, is it static? Yeah. It's good okay? now, but it's good like now? introduction. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. I apologize for that. I was moving my um, phone on the other side so there doesn't create an echo. So if the phone is close to the speaker, then there'll be an echo, which I've been witnessing in past episodes. But yeah, before I ask PK Hashidar, I'm going to talk about my week really quickly. So just for transparency, and I'm, again, I'm not the type of person who usually talk about this on social platforms and things like that, but here on the podcast, I'm more open and transparent here. I won't go into detail. So I had a procedure. Um, it's it's non. It's a very non-cosmetic one, and I was in the hospital for for a bit. And then now I'm at home. It was extremely. It's still extremely rough, and I'm still dealing with that. And my sister's here to take care of me. And yeah, I had to tell PK that no matter what's going on, I think she understands kind of the gravity and my intentions when it comes to this podcast is that no matter what's going on in our personal lives, and of course, of course, there would be exceptions where there'll be a new episode, but if we can both muster the energy to do it, then I'm going to try to be very consistent on here. And I know when it comes to growth, it's very important that you are consistent. PK was being super sweet and nice and saying that, oh, but I can re- we can record, you know, later on in the week because I know you're still recovering. I'm like, nah, bitch. <laughs> because I've been saying, because look, I've been cooped up at home. I'm going to be cooped up at home for the next couple of weeks, even more couple of weeks. Um, so the way I'm at now, I can walk to the washroom, but I can't stand straight. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I walk with a bent back. And I can't do, I don't have the energy to do any critical thinking. I don't even have the energy to shout kind of where I'm at. Um, I get tired very easily. So I I might, don't tell my sister, I might do like a solo trip to Walmart tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna kill me. But talking about my sister, I mean, I realized that when my sister was taking, had been taking care of me because she took care of my father uh, last year. Uh, she has been negatively um, affected by that mentally. And I can see how that's been affecting her Um, because my procedure supposed to take an hour and a half and it actually took three and a half hours. Wow. Yeah. So Pika, I'll tell you that in person Mm -hmm. one day as as to why. Um, But my sister went to the negative side of, what could that mean right and Mm -hmm. when the surgeon came out of the operating room he he came to her and said okay come to come to a different room let's talk and my sister thought it was like an episode of Grey's Anatomy where they come to you and they tell you this horrific bad news when actually it was quite the opposite the surgery was quite successful but it was more complicated than they thought it would be when they went in. Um, So that's why it took much longer. And my surgeon's Nigerian. So he goes, MJ, do you know the work you put me through in the operating, in that surgery room? You know the work you put me through? This whole thing. 
this whole thing. <laughs> uh, and he's so confident and, and cocky with it as well. And my mom and my sister was asking him, how did it go? How did it go? He's like, look, this is my job as a surgeon. This is literally what he said, PK. This is my job as a surgeon. My job is to recover, okay? My job is to re- to to make it brand new. Like, just, don't you guys get that? Like, this is literally. Oh, my God. I'm like, Jesus Christ, answer their damn question. But uh, yeah, the surgery went well. I just need to recover for a few weeks, but I'm literally incapable of doing nothing at home. So yeah, so my sister's helping me and like her behavior while she's helping me is a bit quite alarming and she doesn't really confide. It's hard for me to talk at times, so I'm going to take <laughs> breaths too because I talk really fast. So my sister's behavior is a bit concerning and alarming. So I had to secretly text my sister's best friend and say, hey, could you check on my sister and ask her if she's okay? Because literally when I came back from the hospital, not last night, but the night before, PK, Mm -hmm. you went out to the club. Oh, what? Yeah. Like with her friends? With her friends. Okay, as long as she went, was with somebody. But still, that's weird behavior, especially it's, since you just finished the procedure and you're probably going to need the most help that t- that night. You would, I, w- I woke up in sweat and like in so much pain on midnight. And she has this blue shortcut dress, a really nice curly wig on, blush. I'm like, nah, I'm dreaming. I'm going to just... <laughs> Were you hallucinating? <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't know how to explain how that's so concerning to me. Timing about this whole situation is a little bit concerning. It's really concerning. And she ended up coming home at 4.30 in the morning because I had to open the door for her. And oh I'm my like, God. But you can't even walk. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So this is where my alarm bells go. Okay. This is not normal. I understand been working nonstop because she's starting grad school in a month in a couple of months mm-hmm. but but girl I'm in pain and I can't walk too much I can't even stand up straight when I'm walking I have to hunch back hunch over yeah it's, what's going on here like it is kind of like a vacation for her but not really since like she's here for a reason and it's fine if she wants to do all of that but maybe maybe during the last week of my recovery not the night of, no. Not way. the night of, I came back from the hospital. Oh my. Talk to her about it? I did talk to her about it and, and she she's very dismissive. She goes, like taking care of me triggers her memories with my dad and things like that. And I know she broke down. Surgeon was telling her the news because she thought the worst and then the nurses had to come in and take and you know, ask, are you okay? Are you okay? And, and they were like, you know, everything is fine. Your sister is fine. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then with me, and then she left at the hospital for a few days, and she left back home. And oh, she then cried to me. It's like, it's like, I'm like, I can't, I can't be here right now. I can't be in this hospital. I don't think I can take care of patients. In my head, aren't you starting a medical program yeah. in a couple of months? <laughs> This is going to be your life. Like, this is reality. It's not always, you think when you're in the medical field, mm-hmm. you're, it's so grand, but it's really not because yes, people are going to thank you for like helping them out and saving their lives. But half of it, it's not going to be, you know, and sunshine, you know? 
there's mm-hmm. definitely going to be like days where patients are very angry with you and very upset with you, or they're having like a really hard time during their recovery. But that's part of the job. Like it's not all two sides to the job, you know? And that's what I was trying to tell her that, look, you know, I had what I'm going through is triggering some things for her. And this is the reason why my brother and I was telling her, you need to speak to somebody about this. And I know you find me super annoying. So you treat me the way you've been treating me. Um, sister, so like whatever, you know, friend, if it's a counselor and go talk to somebody because this is alarming. You can't spend all this thousands of dollars for a medical grad degree and you care of patients when my situation triggered all of this for you. You're, you can't suppress it. You can't suppress it with partying and doing all these things. You need to get on in a healthy manner. The counselor appointment, but she, she but she ended up rescheduling it because of me. I was like, yeah, reschedule it, but still do it in a few days. And she didn't tell me when. She's like, oh, it's none of your business when my counselor appointment is going to be. And I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> you do you. But like, she's been, she's been rude. She's been mean while taking care of me. Like shit. Like as a person who just finished surgery, I feel I'm the person feeling like shit while she's taking care of me. Like it's, it's the worst, worst feeling and yesterday. And I talked to my mom, she goes, you know, MJ, take a deep breath. You know, no one who would be able to take care of you like this. It's only her. It's fine. Just take a deep breath. And for now, which is, which is sad, but I had to text, I had to text my sister, friend to have her talk to somebody because is weird but other than that you know i'm recovering i'm recovering y'all and i'm doing well i'm doing good um emotional and mental roller coaster for me yeah um, i realized the small things in life um uh, like putting on makeup and going to the washroom and going go, going to go pee and not feeling pain be able to walk straight like all of these things we kind of take for granted um like small pleasures to me right now yeah those are small small pleasures um i'm i'm doing good though um and uh yeah pk how you're doing like i know recovery can be tough but i think you're a really strong person because even though you're going through a really tough time you're still dealing with it and i don't know how you're dealing with it but you're doing a good job and hiring you know because I didn't know I thought you would need more time but I can't believe we're recording this podcast even though you've been through probably the most difficult I think for you in your Mm -hmm. life to you MJ because I don't know what people usually think of me and my actions so and I we don't really compliment each other uh, push each other so you appreciate your compliment and, and that's why like I good at taking compliments or taking you know people's comments about me but I really do appreciate it and, and uh, I know like I said I'm wishy and um overachieving and all sorts sorts of other words but um it's better and strive for strive for the best you know um yeah you always have like a good intention so it's never like personal but I know it's always like a good intention. It always is. And I know that people think that I'm a bit blunt or anything like that, but it always comes from good vibes, good vibes. Um, I really do. (laughs) I really do appreciate you saying that, PK. Um, 
honestly right. really do thank you so much um no, my room is really hot but anyhow what's <laughs> what's been going on with you um I'm really busy with just work actually it's mm. my eighth day working a 12-hour shift so it's kind of getting to me I'm kind of feeling a little bit burnt out it's just that I've been doing a lot of swaps because my family we're gonna go to India again again <laughs> oh my god so um in order to get those days off I would have to swap since I don't have a lot of vacation days that I've banked mm. unfortunately so it's been just me working back to back just to get those days off um me a little bit I've noticed that I've kind of been a bit burnt out I've um kind of have like no empathy for people now mm. <laughs> like I um as strong as as it was mm-hmm. um I think just like every day just coming in and seeing so many people that are in pain and sick just complaining to me and I don't know sometimes it gets to me but I also just try in their shoes and like understand their pain and their um, worries as well. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's difficult finding like a balance in terms of um, and trying to do up to the best of my ability. Um, vacation, I think I'll, I'll be more relaxed and I'll feel better. Um, just right. Super busy and just a lot of, especially when I've been working it's been pretty chaotic which is to find a little bit of more of a balance in terms of recharging trying to take off some days before I go go on not too drained Mm -hmm. when I'm on vacation but yeah I can't afford to so everything's just gonna all these like swaps are gonna be worth it when I go on vacation Mm. yeah I and and that's and that's the thing when I'm gonna comes to working in the medical field we touched upon it in the beginning of the episode i car compart compartmentalize i can't say the word compartmentalize yeah yes yes that word thank you um because it's easy to be nice and i think that's your job is to be nice but to put your shoes into someone else's shoes to feel what they're feeling which is a definition of empathy empathy is takes too much energy from the person who's doing it um and I know that in your job that's kind of what you kind of have to do but not necessarily you're not a nurse right Mm -hmm. um and that's not your position and doctors don't even empathize to be quite honest my surgeon doesn't doesn't know the the definition of empathy um so (laughs) I'm like so surprised when I see like um doctorate interactions because I'm like no, it's crazy <laughs> you know in movies I was like super nice and like super I don't know it's just it's not all like- lies bro <laughs> literally <laughs> I like there's some people because they're just a nice person you would you would you would see the empathy exhuming from them or you could see you, you could you could feel it if they're not that type of person and they're a doctor, they're not going to give you empathy. Like, there's no switch. Like, it's it's not yeah. it's not there. <laughs> it's not there. Um, but my tip is to that is to take deep breaths, PK. Um, do remember to enjoy the journey 
instead of looking forward to the destination. And when you are off, try to be intentionally selfish in the sense that do things that really do replenish you mentally and physically. So when you are working, um, you don't feel completely drained. And, and like I said, try to compartmentalize because when you're at work, it's your job to be courteous and nice, but it's not really your job to, emp to, to empathize, right? You could try to empathize to make the person feel that they are being acknowledged, acknowledged and heard. But it's really not your job. And if you do that for each and every person, nurse, doctor, patient that you encounter, you will feel drained. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing with working in the medical field. You really have to separate yourself from who you are, from what you're doing in your role, because it is emotionally and mentally draining. It may not be physically draining, but it's emotionally and mentally draining. Um, so, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. It, it just kind of sucks because like it's just a system that we have here mm -hmm. and people don't understand the system <clears throat> so in the system is good, but that's just the way the system is unfortunately like the canadians is not great no of course it's not and like there's long ways sometimes you don't even get the answers to your questions it's it's just how the system is here mm -hmm. and like explaining that to people is it sucks but the system i wish it was but it's not most countries don't don't get me you know get us wrong we, we get it but it's not this milk and honey that every that everybody outside of canada america believes it to be uh you were in the emergency room for six hours and not get any got not get any help um yeah not a Canadian citizen, you know, thousands of dollars just to get help from the doctor. Um, it's hard to find a family doctor right now. It's, it's even extremely hard to find a specialist. I needed a specialist for my procedure. It took me a long time to find the, the surgeon. It took me a year and a half. So yeah. our system is better than some, but it's not mm. better than most. And it's not, it's not the greatest health system um with that being said let's move on to our next segment ba -da -ba -ba -ba. we are good this week so what do you eat was good that was mcdonald's yeah i know <laughs> like i haven't Look had time to like, go out and eat um i just like go to like the quickest option which is which has been mcdonald's for me unfortunately <laughs> Mm, yum. Yeah, after the procedure, I don't I don't I don't crave anything with a lot of carbs or fast food, which means I really have to my sister has to help in making food from home. But before I had my procedure, we went to Checkers in Buffalo because I picked her up in Buffalo. Ooh. And yeah, it, it reasonable cheap prices for the burgers and fries, but the burgers were small. Um, and the fries were a bit stale and we really wish we had the milkshake, but other overall, overall, it was, it was a good burger. Um, so I do want to remind you guys to rate wherever you're listening to this episode and we really, we really would appreciate it. Now, um, before we get into our individual TV shows and movies that we've binged this week, we both 
both binged episodes of uh, the remaining episodes so far of Love is Blind. Oh my God, PK. I know. Want to begin? Or a couple in the show? Um, mm-hmm. What about you? Let's show. Okay, yeah, let's do it couple by couple. A couple by couple. Yeah, you're right. Couple by couple. So, Jackie, baby girl, you have no shame. Oh, my gosh. No shame. After you went and you ditched the girls and the people at the bridal store. Yeah. You went to go see your other match. Yeah. At a coffee shop. And you basically just told him, I think I like you. Marshall's too sensitive. I'm not ready for marriage. Oh, my God. Why did you come on this show? Why did you part? Why did you match with Marshall? And then after the most, the one thing that actually blew my mind, PK, you want to guess what the blew ring? my mind between both of them? The ring. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I was shocked. My jaw dropped to the ground. I was like, what is going on? Like, I, this ring back, Jackie, and you're telling us, him, that I believe that you love me when you gave this to me, so I'm not going to give this back to you, but you don't love him. Looked up, because my sister actually watched these episodes together. I, m- m- me and her looked at it, the, my, my sister was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not shocked, but I'm not shocked that, she, that, that that she did that I'm what do you think like it's just honestly I'm I'm shocked like what kind of person would keep the ring if they didn't love the person why there's no point of you keeping the ring because Marshall gave it to you and it's his ring technically exactly if you don't if you're not going to go through with the marriage, what's the point of keeping the ring? She's going to pawn it off, sell it, and get money from it. But you, you already have a job. No, but it's 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 really cringy, shady behavior. What are you going to do with the ring, bro? The least you can do is give him back the ring. It's weird because, like, would you do that with like an ex? Like, if you had some of like your ex's stuff, would you keep it? I don't know. I find that weird. No, you would only do that if you both loved each other from the beginning. She literally told us that when when they felt anything from Marshall, but she just allowed it to play on, play on to hopefully one day that there'll be a spark. Remember, she said, remember- "Yeah, I think I think she did love Marshall, like especially in the pods." But I think the physical connection wasn't there for her. And- but the other to me, I think the face was there for her with the other guy, but I just know the other guy's personality. I'm not a fan of his personality. For him to, to be drunk and then spill feelings to Jackie at the party while knowing he's friends with Marshall too, it's, it's your backstabber. And for Jackie not to be clear that she doesn't want to be Marshall with Marshall and she's going to try to have a relationship with Paul and 
like she didn't even text Marshall about or like tell Marshall about going on a date with Paul. Exactly. So I'm I'm trying to think about in my mind. What did Marshall do for you to do all of this? At least at least, least you can do is be transparent with Marshall. Yeah. But you're doing it as if in in a very vindictive way. Yeah. You're doing it to hurt him. But yeah, what has Marshall like done to, for you to do that? It's like she wants to get revenge on Marshall. For what? For I loving you? <laughs> it's so confusing because her I don't get it. Like, why don't you just leave Marshall? Have an honest conversation with him. Tell him that it's not working out. And then pursue other options. But be respectful enough to tell Marshall. Exactly. Be honest with him first before you go meet with the other guy. And she's doing it as if he's the, he's he, like he's bringing her down. When actually, Jackie, you're bringing him down. And she's doing it as if like... He want like he's he's forcing her to be there, and I'm like, bro, you chose him. You both chose okay. chose chose each other. About she needs to do self work. I'm like, yeah, girl, you need to do the self work before you try to get into another relationship. And and I'm happy that you figure that out now on a dating show that will lead to marriage in four weeks. <laughs> oh my god like this is not like the first season like there's there's been three seasons you can watch it on Netflix before you start filming you know what I mean I don't it's so it's intense. not really like she figured it out she's like just putting it out there and I'm like girl like that is exactly what you need to do oh my god she's saying it as if guys just letting you know I've had a revelation. It's like, we're like, girl, we knew this since the like the first scene we met you. Like, we, yeah, she's like, brand new. <laughs> yeah, I, as if like it was an epiphany, guys. I just realized I'm not ready for marriage. Yeah, girl, we know, we know. Thank you. Yeah, maybe I'm not at this level. Like, no, Mm-mm. not at this level because the people here are actually committed to get married in a month. You looks like you're not. Let's go to um. sad for them for mm-hmm. these uh, few episodes just because I was Tiffany was super stressed and I don't know if I'm like oh my god is this the other shoe that's you know mm-hmm. but then they had like a really cute date so I think they're okay so I think it was a lot of like highs and lows for them during this um these recent episodes I do much in her head. My sister described Tiffany as being a bit ditzy because she's too much in her head. She thinks about it too much. All breasts like go with the flow. We get married. Let's take it one step at a time, which is how you're supposed to look at it. Mm-hmm. But if, oh my God, we're getting married and I have to convince, yeah, you're going to have to tell people that this is the man. I'm sure you've told people, your loved ones that you're on a dating show and this is what's going to happen. So they already are aware. You don't need to convince anybody get married to him and then you spend more time with your friends and family after the show. You know what I mean? Like that's that understand why she's so stressed and I get it. I mean, you're getting married in four weeks, but that was the goal before you applied for the TV show. I mean, again, yeah. but I guess it hits you really hard, right? Yeah. Oh my God. You're marrying somebody you just met for the first time four weeks ago. 
Yeah, I think it's like being her and it's like sinking in mm-hmm. the idea that she's getting married. And mm-hmm. I get it that it's super stressful. But I think just the way that she's dealing with her stress right now is not helping her. I think it's Mm-mm. really taking a toll on her and her mm-hmm. relationship with Brett. But I'm mm-hmm. happy that Brett is um, able to deal with the stress well because he's kind of like balancing her out um, this moment. Yeah. So it's good that Brett is able to deal with that stress, but I'm hoping um, it doesn't get much that the one doesn't go, that she doesn't go through with the wedding. And that's what the teasers for the next episodes are basically telling us. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, which is really sad. I mean, the people that we thought we thought wouldn't shouldn't get married, but at least continue to date is um what's his name? Jack. Jack, right? And it looks like they're fighting for each other in front of Bless's father, in front of everybody. They're they're going strong and they don't care about what anybody else is gonna say about them. And I'm I'm really shocked, to be quite honest. Yeah, me too. Um yeah, I was kind of Bliss's patience. Actually, I'm not shocked by their reactions. It makes total sense that they've only met like for a few weeks and now they're getting married. Of course. But yeah, they're handling it. It is actually really well that they're handling the whole like confrontations. Really? So I'm, I do think that Bliss and Jackie will continue to get married. I think they will say yes at the altar. Um, well, that is is going to be the one to beat. Uh, Micah and what's what's the guy's, what's her name? What's his name? Um, Micah and Paul. Micah and Paul. Uh, I mean, not much to really say. It does look like they're super in love with each other. Micah really loves Paul and Paul really loves Micah, which is cute and adorable. But I don't have much to say. How about you? Yeah, me too. Nothing's really happening with them. Yeah, no. It seems stable. Yeah, exactly. Which is not really a, yeah. not surprising. Um, Kwame and Chelsea. So I don't know. I think Kwame would say yes. And that's where they dropped off um, at the last episode. Uh, so I think Chelsea, of course, would say yes. I think it's absolutely amazing that Kwame's sister, you know, brought something borrowed, something blue. Like a, that type of wedding gift to Chelsea. Yeah. I, think, I thought that was the most cutest thing ever. Kind of mending the two families together. But, you know, I do I do really feel sad that Kwame, Kwame's mother is in there. But I completely get it as I'm also a Nigerian, raised by Nigerian parents, first generation. So I get it. I really do. And I understand why his mother is away because it's not the culture, you know, the fact that you're not a virgin before you're married and the fact that you're doing this so, so hastily, the fact that, you know, some Nigerians would want you to marry, um, um, which is also um, very important too. So I, I get it. I get it. How about you? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, because his mom isn't there and he's like really close with his mom. So I don't know if he's going to say yes. I think he might say no. But um, I love how supportive his siblings are with him, especially his sister. I know his sister is like 
um, for it all the way. And she's like supporting not only Kwame, but also Chelsea. So I love that for um, Kwame, but I think Kwame is still on the fence and he might, he might say no. Um, even though they have really good personalities, they don't see them together, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think they, um, like, their lives are quite different. Yeah. But they have the same energy level, same personality. It's just their their lives are really different. And I don't know how they're going to be able to blend them, especially in the um, last few episodes. They yeah. had a difficult time in meshing their lives together. And it's always just like Kwame compromising or Chelsea pushing for something else. So I don't see them working it out together. Yeah, I see them honestly breaking up. Um, but the way Kwame was smiling, I was like, oh, is he actually going to say yes? I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah, just like, oh, I, know. I think Kwame's like still thinking, of, even though he has to make a decision now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think Kwame, Kwame's match was not there um, at the pods, to be quite honest. And I, I think he should have left the show, left the show to find his match. But that's our take on Love is Blind. Anything else you wanted to say on that before we quickly go into our other shows? Yeah, I think that's for Love is Blind. Yeah, so we're really anticipated for the next few episodes, obviously. And there'll be a Love Love yeah. is Blind reunion, which I can't freaking wait. I can't wait to see Tiffany and Brett's wedding. Yo, I, 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 I oh yeah, because it looks so beautiful, the pictures. I know. I was like, wow, they really customized it for each couple. Like, on point. What? Brett's outfit. Like, uh, I love that. It's gorgeous. It's very classic. Very, you know, um, tuxedo vibes. I think I would Um, want my men to wear that. (laughs) What? I would want, like, my husband, my my future husband to wear that. It looks so pretty. Like, compared to a black I'm very traditional in that sense that I would want my husband to wear a black tuxedo or suit with a hint of color. Uh, and then I'm going to wear a white gown. Um, oh, out of the wedding dress you've seen so far, which one, which wedding dress is, is your favorite? Ooh, um, I don't Mine's know. Bliss. Yours is Bliss? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know how they, I kind of forget how they. Kind of forgot? Okay, it's fine. We'll answer the question next week. Um, okay. Quickly going to our shows. Uh, I watched Beef. Or beefing on Netflix. Um, just quickly, I like it. I really do. I thought it'd be funny. I thought it'd be a movie. It's really relatable. And that's why people love it so so much. But it's so relatable that it's, it's depressing. Sometimes when you watch TV shows and movies, like I said, you want to escape. Um, you want to feel good. Um, and, and sometimes not the case. But this, this time, I thought it'd be a bit more funnier. And if we wanted to quickly go over, you know, what beefing is, for those of you who don't know, it is on Netflix. It's a TV show. Um, Two strangers get into a road rage incident that brings chaos into their lives. Uh, Ali Wong, Stephen Yun, Young Mazzino, David Chow, Cho, uh, Joseph Lee, Mia Serafino, Ashley Park. Is in this, and also Maria Bello is also in this as well. A star-studded cast. Some of the best Asian actors in Hollywood are in this. I 
it's a it's it's a good binge binge worthy show, but because it's so relatable, it's hard to get through it because you're like, okay, wow, they really should change their lives if they don't like their life to begin with. You know, bring in something that's fun and exciting into their daily life. You know, like everybody else. But focusing on this range and you know masturbating to a gun is not really healthy. Um, so yeah, well, I've, I've seen like the first episode, but I didn't really find it that binge worthy Mm. it took me i don't know it's taken me forever to get through the first episode Mm -hmm. i don't think it's that funny it's it's okay Mm. but no it's it's not funny at all yeah i i do think it's more of a drama it's more of a serious drama where you are invested into the character development on the character arc of, of of some of the main characters and they just go through the self-destructive path and it's relatable, I get it, but it's also not so relatable because if you have nothing to lose, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, or sorry, if you have everything to lose, you shouldn't be doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the self-destructiveness, I don't personally like. It's not really healthy, um, but I get it. I get people, people like it. Uh, so yeah, uh, your comments on the show? Um, yeah, so I've only seen the first episode. I didn't think it was that binge worthy for myself. Mm. I don't think it was that much drama in it. It seems very predictable. And yeah. it's just like, basically what you were saying that they're just showing all the chaos in like somebody's lives. And it's pretty depressing, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a show that I want to watch on my free time. Since exactly. I don't really have that much free time. And I rather watch a show that's more captivating and exciting and I don't find that in this show exactly but how about Night Agents so Night Agents um, <laughs> it's actually a really good show it's like mm-hmm. another spy show like The Recruit and Treason mm-hmm. you love you love these type of shows eh yeah I find them really like interesting and the action is really good in this uh, show it's like 10 out of 10 um, I think it's an interesting mystery kind of show that's mm-hmm. talk, um, that's about the White House. But so it's nothing really new because we have other shows about the White House. Mm-hmm. But in this show, I still thought the storyline was like easy to watch. It mm-hmm. was a bingeable watch and it kept you kind of guessing on who's who's the mastermind behind all this like chaos that is being caused in the show. Mm. Um, So I thought it was still binge worthy in that sense. I know that the whole concept of having like a white house scandals and stuff is not new, but the, the casting is really good in this show. And I thought it was, it still, it still kept you excited in terms of like wondering what's going to happen in the next episode. Mm. And do you want to um, tell us what the night agent is about? If oh, I have yeah. already. Um. So it's one second. What is? Or do you want me to? I, I have it pulled up here. You want me to just? Oh yeah, yeah. Can you read it? Of course. Uh, <laughs> while monitoring an emergency, oh, I can't read during an emergency line, an FBI. <laughs> FBI agent answers a call that plunges him into a deadly conspiracy involving a mole at the White House. It's on Netflix, y'all. But anyways, continue, Pika. 
Yeah, so um, cast, the, the lead is Gabriel Basso. Very good looking, and he plays, um, his acting is really good in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have some new actors in this show, so and I thought their acting was really good. Um, all in all, it was a great show and bingeable watch. Mm-hmm. I agree. It, it was good. Um, I didn't finish the entire season. I only watched a few episodes. The thing was with me, because we watched so many TV shows and movies, and like I said, I have to do reviews on some of the hot new ones. Yeah. I need a show to captivate me to continue to watch. There's one show I started today that is French, but is based on a Middle Eastern family. Love it so far. And I've watched past the second ep- the second episode. Um, I will t- we'll talk about it in, the, in next week's episode. But it was really good in the sense that it's very action-y. You know, you have the FBI agents, which I'm guessing you're going to fall in love with. Um, Rose eventually. Uh, the whole conspiracy at the White House is really intriguing and interesting, which makes me continue to watch. The acting is not the greatest. It doesn't. It does look a bit soap opery, um, but it has some of the kind of the serial TV actors, um, like for instance, uh, DB Woodside is in this, which is absolutely insane there are some actors that i wouldn't believe to be in this like evie harlow um that are, that are actually in this show so it's bits so you continue to watch for that uh but it's it's okay like I, I, it's it's good and i see why people like that as well so yeah also there's gonna be a season two of night agent too oh yeah so i'm hoping that there's like more main actor scene so mm-hmm. peter and rose hopefully there's more scenes with that and maybe i don't know they get married or something like that you know wow i mean that's like i feel like that's everybody's dream you know you need a hot fbi agent having protect you from the bad guys for days on end you guys are in secluded rooms and secluded places where you guys get to know each other on a deeper level and then you guys build a very strong connection which leads to a very substantial meaningful relationship romantically and then you guys fall in love (sighs) that's the dream dream, y'all one day we're looking for our knight in shiny shining armor i do believe that exists i still do believe that that exists do you believe that exists um at times (laughs) Mm, I get that I get that you know when like life is kind of life is hard (laughs) life is so freaking hard y'all um and every single day you start to ask some questions and you're like is there is there someone out here for me you know (sighs) dating in Canada is like uh it's, it's it's weird I don't know what to tell you really is weird other than that anything else you want to talk about no i think that's it for this episode for this episode y'all uh stars uh and on anywhere you're listening to this episode today five stars or more we love you so much five stars or less then we don't know you right yeah (laughs) um have a 